record this? All right. Um, I don't know what's wrong. I can't. Somebody. Oh, uh, oh, so that might be it. I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, so let's. Um, he going he gonna to have to call. He's going to have to hang up and try to call back. Yeah, I told him it must be his phone. Yeah. Um, let's, um, who, who can read this morning? Because I'm driving, of course. Anybody want to read except for me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it'll be me reading then. Well, I appreciate it. Um, we're on page 198, recommendations. <laughs> Blacks must cease using the term minority and resist any other categorical ambiguous terms that equates them from other racial, ethnic, gender, or class. Centuries of statutory enslavement, exploitation, and subordinates have imposed unique problems and conditions upon Blacks. By using Blacks as a model for re redressing grievance, any group that perceives itself as aggrieved gets the thrill without the bill. In other words, they get the advantages of being perceived as victims without having endured the historical suffering of Blacks, and they gain greater acceptance within mainstream society by seeing by being self-sufficient and conservative. All Black self-empowerment activities must con contribute to building a strong sense of peoplehood and commitment to the acculturation principle of taking care of oneself, one's family, and one's race. A true sense of peoplehood is not the same as the rhetoric of brotherhood and sisterhood. Like whites, Black will have differences of opinions and interracial differences and disagreements. But Black lives are interconnected by virtue of their color. So Blacks must be committed to moving towards mutually beneficial goals. This principle extends to international businesses and dealing with African and Caribbean nations. Black Americans and Black Africans should first learn to deal with Black nations to which they have natural links before dealing with white colonial, colonialists. Power will increase in direct proportion to the degree of unity among Black people. Blacks should develop a sense of community togetherness pattern after white society. For centuries, white society has been solidly committed to European ethnics, cultural and attitudes about race and power. Their strong sense of peoplehood has permitted them to go to war with other members of their community, yet regroup and fight common enemies. White sense of community helped them to prioritize issues and people and to decide how best to employ their wealth and power for the good of their group. Blacks must recapture the sense of a national Black community that they had before the 1960s civil rights protest period. Black cooperation, 
corporations and unity are essential tools for building empowerment, especially within the critically short time frame that remains. There will be a little time for petty power struggles during the next decade. Washington-based Black think tank, the Harvest Institute, is currently being formed to provide some guidance in this area. Blacks must recapture this nation's conscience by building and operating a Black Holocaust and Black History Museum in the nation's capital. It should be designed to convey the psychological, socioeconomic, and political impact of slavery and Jim Crow. Considering the contributions that Blacks made to America and modern civilization, such a museum should stand as and equal to this nation's most reverend museums of monument. Moreover, it would elevate the Black historical role from a footnote to the major text. It should submerge visitors in the dreadfulness of the Black American experience and the amazing productivity of a people under siege. Six, Black Americans must alter the way they see themselves economically, socially, and politically. If they are to change the way others see them, Black history must be taught to totality and in a new content. It must emphasize the outstanding productivity and the contributions Blacks have made to capitalism, the Industrial Revolution, and American society in general. Black history ought not be limited to the contributions of a few Blacks. Instead, it should demonstrate Blacks' massive labor and wealth productivity. It should focus on how they produce wealth, food, clothing, and shelter for generations of non-Blacks around the world. The history ought to show the uniqueness and enduring strength of the Black culture that gives America its only true art forms. Black music, dance, art, and language. A Black Holocaust and History Museum will provide a proper context for long overdue recognition of America's original labor class. New Black leadership must establish a nation vision and articulate an acceptable code of conduct. Behavior that is injurious, injurious to other Black persons and property must be strictly prohibited. Through America, though America is a nation of laws, centuries of imposed criminality have rendered some Black communities nearly inhabitable. Blacks must retrieve their communities from the various outlaw elements within and around it by legal and extra legal and any other means necessary. As a part of a strong sense of community and accountability mechanism for rewarding the punishing offenders of the community will be needed to bring rampant black on black crime under control. Accountability standards to be imposed by the community will have to be designed. They should include social sanctions and other punishments. Blacks in accordance with the national public policy became and obsolete and endangered race in the 1960s. Since Blacks are less acceptable, more vulnerable, or more powerless than Jews, it is important that Blacks develop the capability of an organization like the B-Nay and B-Rith Anti-Defamation League that would 
monitor and report all anti-Black activities anywhere in the rural. Such a capability will not only keep Black America well informed, but it would dissuade groups from engaging in destructive activity against Blacks. Black institutions such as churches, community agency, and fraternal organizations are needed to reestablish a broad sense of community and peoplehood. Their historical roles and resources must be broadened and linked via a national plan. There is no interlinking of Black churches and social and political organizations, thus they continue to operate independently, taking money out of Black America rather than bringing it in. These organizations spend millions of dollars annually on travel, meetings, hotels, entertainment, and food. Little, if any, of this wealth goes back into the Black community. They have no master plans designed to alter the marginal existence of Blacks. Through the social political role of Black churches have diminished over the past two generations, they are still a unifying force. They can play an even more important role by not only providing religious training, but assisting in the economic development and rebuilding of Black America. With a new commitment to a broad Black community, Black churches should, Black churches could initiate a mandate to call all, call Black, call back the Black Americans who drifted from the churches or joined white, white churches. Church services should be spiritually, spiritually uplifting, but they must also be sources of information and motivation about the requirements of, for unity. With its audience of millions, the Black church will not only be able to pool large amounts of money, but could also communicate the need for Blacks to become better educated and more thrifty. It could also sponsor scholarships, stimulate economic development through developing credit unions, food, corporate, food cooperatives, urban land programs, and other enterprises. Some churches have started to move in this direction and provide models that other than others can follow. Other social and political organizations could persuade the same goals via similar activities. Black church members should insist that their churches be, become more accountable for the billions that they annually extract from Black communities through the tithes and contributions. Some of these funds should be directed towards strengthening the community. They could be more available to Black entrepreneurs through capital formation pools or regional economic development banks controlled by various denominations. Black ministers could assist further by preaching about the need for Blacks to practice capitalism and group economics. The nursery schools and kindergarten should teach unity and economic self-sufficiency. White society has always maintained full control of government and used it as a tool for acquiring and maintaining wealth through assisted by government and their maldistribution of power and wealth conservative forces oppose any use of government to correct the imbalance by helping Blacks to gain wealth. Taxes are only established device for redistributing wealth in America. Anti-government forces understand that without tax revenue, government will not be able to assist Blacks who have been abused by the powerful.
the conservative movement to privatize government services could have serious negative consequences for Blacks because limited private sector employment opportunities force a large percentage of working Blacks to earn their income from government jobs. Meanwhile, unemployed Blacks depend on government for assistance and benefits. Black America is beginning to privatize free of European colonial power and socialistic ideologies. African nations have begun to privatize or sell state-owned assets as business opportunities for entrepreneurs. Black Americans should explore the opportunity to purchase some of these properties. They should also seriously explore opportunity to, opportunities to establish vertical businesses with Africa. Cuba and other Hispanic groups are already developing plans to gain control of privatized resources in Africa. John Nesbitt and Patricia Aberdeen in Metatrans 2000 identify industries within various African states that are in the process of private privatization. Right. Is that a stopping point right there? Yeah, we can start right there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome job. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for reading. Let's go ahead and do our daily affirmations. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, what we uh, just heard uh, and read. I will move forward daily. I will move forward daily. I will create positive daily habits. I will create positive daily habits. I am grateful. I am grateful. I win. I win. I deserve this. I deserve this. I will learn, unlearn, and relearn daily. I will learn, unlearn, and relearn daily. I will focus on one activity at a time. I will focus on one activity at a time. I will manage my time wisely. I will manage my time wisely. I am fearless. I am fearless. I am a genius. I am a genius. And I am limitless. And I am limitless. And, and we went. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, man, that, that was very powerful um, excerpt that we read today. Um, thanks once again to Tanisha for reading. Um, maybe we need to do a sign-up list so everybody get a chance to share um, in the portion of the reading um, that that wants to. Uh, but we we definitely need to share that that responsibility, especially those that wanted us to read together. <laughs> um, so very very powerful. And are there any takeaways? Any takeaways that people want to share? from the reading, any thoughts? Any yeah, thoughts? my thoughts was just like, um, he just was saying, doing it, setting up a plan, letting us know like what we need to do and step by step. 
and how we can take back our communities and stuff like that. Yeah, that 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 is very powerful. Um, yeah, because most time they be saying things, but they don't have no plan. He got a step by step, you know, which makes a whole lot of sense too. Yes, yes, yes. I definitely uh, agree. I agree with that. Um, what challenges? What challenges do you do you foresee in in moving forward with a plan such as this? And or and or how can we use our platform that we're creating to be an aid to this? movement like your dad was saying like we could start with like the um we could use our platform with some of the money that we do make and start the mentoring program for the youth i believe that's a big step because they're so lost yes 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 um one of the things that um, I think that's that is a fabulous way that we can um, we can in, get in, get into the communities um, if we can have um, our black use our black churches to start Head Start programs or mentor programs um, and give them the curriculum and. Um, kind of start that way you know saying hey we're going to bring we're going to bring uh resources to you and we would like for you to utilize your resources as well but we definitely can utilize their the people that they have and um put them through training and things like that some of them are yes. willing to donate to to stuff like that and just need a plan and so if we come in with a plan we can say that and then some won't, don't have the money to do it and then we can come in and we can support that um process um of just you know the mentoring so if we take that road of mentoring we can definitely do that and be a uh, that'll be a starter so we can say oh if, if they're more advanced then we could probably start a small school we can start a daycare all those things that uh will start our uh, educational process and moving um, people they all got always got money for building funds uh, and moving people in the right direction you know um, we can get them involved in our, our 14 dollar a month plan as well you know to help move this mission along um, and so uh, yeah if we if we do this, if we, uh, I, I believe that we can do this. I believe that it's it's going to take a lot of work. Like I I was saying that you know we really need to get some more people on our platform and um, really share with them what we're doing um, and help them develop, help let them help us develop our plan and put systems in the place um, where. Because we 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 lack a lot, we we have a lot, but there's a lot of skills that that uh, others have that we don't have, and we can utilize those tools to really um, 
take our chin x our business like like who not how was talking about um that we read by dan sullivan um if we can get the, the right who's in cohorts with us um uh, in partnership and and start moving um helping us move in that direction that will be such a a blessing and um we can really uh, change the lives and the trajectory um, of our the plight of Africans um, around the world and around the globe, um, especially here in in America. So um, that was a valuable uh, tool you shared on yesterday, Tanisha, with the lady that was talking about was it Mason, Tennessee? Yes, and it was a, a all black community because the all the white people stepped down, so all the black leaders and uh, mayors and stuff stepped up. But now they want to put a four plant close to the community, so now they're trying to get all the blacks out. Right, because they don't want us to have any wealth. Exactly. They don't want to get rich off of that. Um, that plant for a plant, right? There. The the right. factory that they put in, because that's going to have a bring in a lot of jobs and resources, and they don't want us to benefit off that. So now they're trying to get them to sign papers so they can use, lose their property and all type of stuff. Yeah, that that's crazy, but that that goes along with the line of what they've been doing historically. And so, you know, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very seriously thinking about a documentary. And, um, you know, I do have uh, the, the, um, the production studio and I'm gonna have to close the doors, but I'm not gonna close the business. Um, but I, um, and we can start if we can start a documentary and really use uh Claude Anderson and the things that he presents and start um getting some people we don't have to I'm not saying that we as a group have to shift our our mindset and things of that nature, but if you all would be in agreement with me that um we this people need to know this information. And a lot of people would not read the book, but if we put out a documentary and put it in, um, put it in phases um, from say as early as the 1400s or 1300s um, and start start there and bringing out our history, um, it will change us and, and bring us to the present time and um, and and maybe go centuries at a time if we can um, or something like that you know uh, I, I think that it, it will be phenomenal and we can use our own platform or create a platform um, to to be able to do this because we we have to get the information out and you know that's not the only way that's just a suggestion um, but wouldn't it be awesome to educate? Did you also sent a link, um, Tanisha, about how that the uh, Africans um, 
and they, they said the Moors, I see you, Dion, I'm going to come to you shortly. Um, we've seen the Moors come and they, um, they helped the Europeans. Yeah, they civilized them. Space, and you know, do everything, and, yeah. And so that that's some information that needs to get out. Um, and and that you was know, a European lady uh, saying it, explaining it. Right. right. And so uh, for us to know that information and, and share that information in a documentary or some type of uh, some type of entertainment, not inter necessarily entertainment, but some type of uh, uh, movie script. Yeah, because um, they'll watch it before they read it. I think it'd be very powerful. All right, uh, Miss Dion, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I want to apologize for my absence, but you know I have a lot on my plate. Um. I had one thought in mind, and then with Tanisha, when you mentioned about the Moors, and then Tanisha came back, um, my mind started doing like the D, what is it, the DC legends, and started doing some mind, some time traveling. And what came to my mind was with the Moors, we do recognize and understand that John Hansen was a Moor. And for probably about the last, uh, yeah, I know for the last 10 years, every February, I would disseminate information to different churches that identified John Hansen as a Moor. A Moor is an African. He was actually the first man to step up to be the United States president. John Hansen was, George Washington was not. George Washington was the first president after the co colonization, how you say colon, yeah, the, after the yeah. 13 colonies were established. But the first, more, the first president of the United States was a Moor. He's on the picture on the back of the $2 bill. You have to take a little, um, microphone, you know, mic microscope or something, or something to magnify his identity. But he's there. Then the, that's the that's the second thing I had to say. I had I have a problem remembering his name. I don't know why, so I had to say that one first. But on the on the idea of disseminating this information and trying to get it to be widespread, it's really a hard. Um, it's a hard thing to do. I think the churches would be definitely a good start uh, simply because we know we're gonna, you know, there could be a lot of, I guess, um, a lot of people to not want this information to get out, you know? And I think one of the things that we have to first recognize is a lot of reasons that we have the mindset that we do in business and with working with one another was definitely because of slavery. So if they could pit us against one another from the different um, 
different categories that they have. House, you know, house, mm-hmm. house, I don't like to say it, but house niggas, field niggas, all of this started the division within who we are as a people. And we need to first kind of just squash it some kind of way. We had talked on the podcast with you and I, and we said one of the first ways or the easiest ways to start doing this is by going through the children, getting that information out to the babies. And then these babies, we know, I know my kids always talk about what happened in school. When they come home and they share it with their siblings and with their parents and that kind of stuff. And if we're already trying to go through the churches to reach them and maybe some kind of way we can find some type of grant to reward those who come and participate in the programs that we do start within the churches. Yeah. Yes, we, we definitely have to um, make it appealing and how we go about that, we have to be very strategic. You know, um, and um, but I believe that it's the time is right for it, um, especially coming out of a pandemic, um, and uh, you know, a major shift in the world's um, how the world is doing business, and then we're bringing the blockchain with it and um, opportunities with it um, to gain wealth. Uh, I, I think that the positioning, the timing, and everything is really right. The stage is right for what um, what our mission is. And so, you know, my pastor is doing a series. Uh, I don't know if I told you all about it, but it was, t- it was he's doing a spirit uh, a series on the Air Force, and he's. Um, He's talking about having a ground game, and we can have a, a strong, strong ground game, but if we don't have an Air Force, we limit it in ourselves. And he's, um, he's um, using the symbolism of the Air Force as having a spiritual, um, spiritual connection with, with God. And so we can do a lot of things, you know, um, physically and on the ground but if we don't have a spiritual connection we we there there will be some doors that we can't open right um but with with that spiritual connection we can we can actually go further and faster and um some things can that will that has historically hindered us can be um prevented And so uh, I'm really, really loving, um, loving that we uh, are in this space and that we can create a Air Force where, uh, where God can really open up doors that no man can shut and, and be able to break down barriers that, um, uh, that has historically, you know, caught us, uh, kept us uh, bound and limited to what we can do and, and things of that nature. Right? 
Yeah, right. so that's that's a start. So we we definitely can um, take advantage. We definitely can take advantage of um, this this um, historical moment of time um, and where the blockchain is going and how fast it's moving. It it just uh, my mind blowing, mind boggling, and so <clears throat> I I'm I'm excited, I'm excited because I know that uh, we're in the right place and we're doing the right thing, and uh, we just need to get some other people engaged. That's all. We just need to get some other people engaged. Yeah, and, that's like-minded and want to move in the same direction that we're moving in. Right. And so to be able to articulate um, what we're doing and our vision, we need to be able to uh, document that and put it down so that um, so that others can easily easily get a part. And um, hey, um, Sean, mute your phone, please. Let me let me see. Let me get in there. Hold on. Uh, I'm, try I'm trying to. Sean, can you mute your phone? Sound like she's sleep. <laughs> Let me. Uh, a hard working lady. Uh, oh, shut. Driving and uh, trying to do all this. Let me get. Oh, I got it, got it, got it, got it. Come on. All right. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, where we are. And what we have, we can actually um, take advantage of this opportunity. And I'm um, seriously considering, and we talked about it on yesterday, is getting some of the Philippines to come in and assist us in um, taking our documentation to another level. Right, and helping us with our white paper and taking our um taking excerpts from our um, our boss meetings and, and and creating some help us create uh our website uh our doc documentation um for our our white paper um things of that nature so that we can um we can utilize all this time that we have put in to it. Um, we have a guest on. What's that, Tanisha? Yes. Who, who's who's with us today? Ma Malanese Briscoe. 
I think I said that right. Welcome, welcome to our um, our boss meeting this morning. And um, Hello. if you have any, if you have any questions or or comments, um, feel free to um, to ask or share anything. We uh, we are definitely on a mission to uh, make a difference in this world and help the underserved and underprivileged uh, take advantage of the blockchain technology and empower um, empower us to um, to grow economically. I apologize for um, being driving this morning. Today and tomorrow, I'll be driving during the call I'm, I'm, my goal was to be settled by eight o'clock but i'm just now getting here so um I'm, I'm stationary now but um we've been at it at this for quite some time and growing as an in, as individuals and growing as a group and we have come together to um on a mission to really help people um, that are underprivileged and underserved, um, like I said, become economically empowered. And we're going to use the blockchain technology to do that. So um, we're reading a book right now that's called Black Labor, White Wealth by Dr. Claude Anderson. And he's really spinning game uh, to us on how we can uh, really make a difference in this world um, and, and focusing in on um, Blacks and uh, Af people of African descent to come together and uh, synergize our energy and our spending power to be able to uh, make serious changes in the, uh, in the world. So the, the other book I'm reading right now is um, Freedom from Fear by um, Napoleon Hill. And today he was talking about the fear of poverty. And the, um, the fear of poverty, um, and it was saying that how, let me see, can I read it real quick? I wasn't. You can give me a moment. Well, I, I'll just. Uh, okay, listen to this. It says fear of poverty. The fear of poverty is the most destructive of all the seven basic fears because it's, it's the most difficult to master. It becomes ingrained in human nature only. Um, to our tendencies to take advantage of others for our own economic gain, as well as our awareness of suffering that poverty entails, includes the damage it causes to our ego. Also, this fear, Hill writes, the fear paralyzes the faculty of reason, destroys the faculty of imagination, kills off self-reliance, undermines enthusiasm, discourage in initiative, leads to uncertainty of purpose, encourage procrastinations, 
and make self-control an impossibility. And so um, it, it goes on. But when when I was reading that and we were um, and I was hearing that, I was like, man, that's why we the whites have done this. They were fear. They were afraid of being impoverished, impoverished. Right. And so they have exploited us for over 400 years in this country and around the world. And so. Um, we have to do something about this situation. And it's, it's, it's very crucial that we come together and uh, be able to make a difference, right? And I'm not trying to destroy anybody or, or, or exclude anyone, but we definitely have to focus in on the people who have been damaged the most. Does that make sense? Miss Dion, you have you have a question or something? Yeah, that's that's why I was saying we have to go back through okay when we say in our is it called a mantra or our the thing that we say in the morning we have to learn and relearn. And so when we do that, we have to take ourselves through the realization of what has actually happened to us so that we can understand the systems that have been put in place for hundreds of years. I heard a sermon, I guess it was yesterday morning, and it was so powerful about the percentages of children that are born to single families. And, um, Pastor Jakes was saying that we have, I think, about 75% of our children being born to single parent situations. But then when we trace it back to when we were brought over to America as slaves, strong Black men were used as bucks. And bucks did nothing but produce children, and then they were sold from them. So their job was to have as much, um, as many children as they could, but no responsibility. And that is so eye-opening. We knew it was so, but a lot of times you can hear certain things, but when it's said in a different way from someone else, it really paints a picture for us. And I think that, and when I say we have to start in the churches, if we all got on the bandwagon and started expressing and explaining these, these, these different systems and see, then that goes all the way back to our, our young girls or our, yeah, our babies don't have the fathers in the home. So they're reaching out for men to validate them in any kind of way in they're becoming promiscuous and then they're having more children to single, you know, things to, to them just being by themselves, single parents. But then even I think about it today, as far as the homosexuality that we have within the groups, and it used to be just with men, but now it's rapidly growing with the women. And he also gave the definition of one man and how man was the first birthing, gave the first birthing 
to any being. Man did. And that's because he pulled Eve out of man. He didn't make Eve from the dirt. And see, when you think about it in those terms, then, because God is both. Abba is man and woman in one. So we need the two to balance our children and our way of thinking so that we can actually grow. But the mask has been done. It has been put upon our faces and I, I'm all for it. Just tell me how, um, and I've been, I've been working at it single-handedly for years trying to make the babies understand the concept. But um, if we can get it going in a large, at least if we can get one, one to two, maybe three churches on board to start it. And we start by having those daycares. We start by having the private schools, lower grade levels, and then until we can graduate up to the higher grade levels and give a quality of education, start educating our babies so that we can come back. It took hundreds of years to get to the point to where our black men are bucked on their own and they're walking off from them. So it's gonna, it's gonna take some time for us to get back to that concept where men take responsibility for their children. But we won't start until we take that first step. Yes, yes, that's, that's so crucial. Um, and we have to, um, we, we are moving that way. And it's very, um, it's very life-changing, you know. Um, one of the things that we say um, in our meetings that, like what you were saying, that we will learn, unlearn, and relearn um, is part of our daily affirmation. And um, we have, the, as we unlearn some things and relearn some things, we have to disseminate that information out to our people. And it's crucial that we have a mindset to do that. And so in, in getting that information out and how to get that information out, we, we must strategically put that in place, um, even as the book um, Black Labor, White Wealth is, is laboring, uh, laying out for us. Um, we have to go ahead and start initiating that. But the plan has to be solid. The plan has to be solid. And, uh, and the platform, I believe um, blockchain is the platform to do it, that we won't be so controlled by the powers that be, right? Um, and they, they, can't, they can't stop and limit our resources. One of the things we're going to have to do with the churches is is come out of that um, that 501c3 um, because that 501c3 and it, it's not right away. I'm not going to come in talking about the, coming out of because some people, I mean, the churches love it, right? But it, it limits the power of the organization because you cannot use it as a political platform um, to to ignite public change, right? And so they use it as a tool to keep us, hey, this is a power, um, a powerful institution that um, 
that leads to black, let's give them a little uh, tax break, right? So that they don't have to pay taxes. But if they don't have to pay taxes, uh, then they cannot form a political coalition through that same organization. Is that genius or what? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so we limit ourselves because we think we're saving some money. I don't have to pay taxes or, and <laughs> you didn't know that, Miss Ayo? You said, is it genius or what? I said, it's what? Because they doing it to us. It ain't genius. <laughs> right, but we need to take the same strategy. They schemers. It is. It is, but it, but one of the things that caused, so we, we can't take away from the, we, we just been the, um, on the opposite end of uh, the, the strategy, right, that has been put in place. But he, he encourages us to use the same strategy against them to take advantage of them. To right. Get, right, to go to our, our, our natural, um, our natural stance as kings and queens uh, of this universe, right? And so um, we can't deny that what they have done, they have strategically done, they had a plan to do, and it, it's working, and it's worked for a long time. So, I mean, we, could, uh, we can't, we shouldn't. Our mindset shouldn't be that, hey, I'm not going to look at that because it's hurt me. A mindset is, oh, they put this together. And it's been working for hundreds of years. And why not use the same policies that they try to, uh, that they used on us? <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. What's up? I know that's how we're going to have to do it. But what I'm saying is that. I don't have to acknowledge it. I don't feel like I have to acknowledge it as being geniuses for the simple fact that it's not, um, to me, that's just like, to me, that's just like um, um, our black people um, setting up um, like a drug thing. They know how to do that before they know how to get out and get a job and a and a good job, they can scheme up on robbing a house or doing this or that. And you wouldn't say, oh, that's genius. So I don't feel like that is genius to be putting us in a trap like they did. But I'm glad that he opened our eyes to see the trap so we can reverse it. But okay. I would never call them a genius in my eyes. That's just me personally. Right, right. But you, you know what? Uh, and that I'm gonna take that same analogy, and then we're gonna let you say something, Jay. Uh, I'm gonna take that same analogy because we do have geniuses to to run the dope game and to do you gotta it. Be on it. They, they they come they come up with some stuff, and you be like, man, you thought of this, and you know they they come up with some stuff to make things happen, right? Um, and so you just see, got to see, see. Evil genius. They're a genius. They're just evil geniuses. That's okay, all. I can do that. 
I can do evil well, geniuses, but I'm not gonna just give them geniuses. No. Yeah. But see, now what we need to learn to do is take what their product is and exchange it for something more positive. So instead of selling drugs, then we co- we come up with a different product to sell, but we still use their 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 um their right. tactics, the way that they do it, their ingenuity to make it happen. If I may, if I may create a word. <laughs> because it, it is definitely a mindset of how you do business. It's a mindset that they have adapted. They have learned. They And, and it's no secret, no secret that we already had it. When they came to Africa and started stealing our babies, started taking us, we already had the mindset of how to do a lot of things. They came over and took it and, and used it against us at that time. So yeah, it is, they are geniuses. Like he said, would they just geniuses for the wrong thing? But let's just right. change the product. And, and, and so we take, we take what they've done. And, you know, I, yesterday I was in front of, um, Jay, you had something to say, go ahead and say it and be, and, Oh yeah. Well, well, I was thinking how um I think this is a good book and it's an eye opener, but how my mindset is changing as I see how America is. It's all about business. So if we can like what you say, get to churches and all that, it's good to let them know the history. But I feel like the the book makes us emotional as a whole, and really right now it's it's like it's good to teach us youth business because this is what America is all about business. It's good business. It's not even a black about race or anything. If you can do good business, they're going to, uh, that's all they care about It's good business. I don't care if you're black or white, it might be a little harder for black people, but if you do business, good business, they can't deny you. So I feel like if we can get our community come together and we can tell them about the history and all that, but that really don't even matter right now. It's about teaching them how to work business because that's what America is based off of. If they could learn business and unlearn the stuff that that don't do good business and we can learn how to do good business, they got to let us in the door because at the end of the day, that's all they care about is good business. That's not what all they care about. They they care about the wealth. They care about controlling the wealth. Good business, though. Okay, so... I feel I feel like everything is here for us to take it. Like it's out there. They're not hiding nothing. It's just that we too blind and we need to unlearn and relearn the right way. So because yeah. everybody can come billionaires, millionaires. It's right there. They're not hiding it. It's just that we too blind to take the uh the research it, to do it, to, to, to do what we gotta do to become good business owners and to do good business. Cause I don't, I really, I know it's a race thing, but nowadays it's, 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 of course, race is a big thing. But if you do good square business with people, and you're a businessman, they're gonna take your, they want money before your color. So they like, oh, if I can get rich off you or this wealth, it's gonna bring me good income. I don't care if you green, orange, and blue. <laughs> but you know what? You okay, gotta they, learn they, wealth. They, That's why I think they build wealth. Right. It's not they not hiding it's out here for the taking. They're showing us the way. It's just we hiding it. We just ignorant. Like you say, we don't know and we're not seeing it. So right. if we get a group of us, youth or whatever, and just teach them business, teach them the right way, teach them the way we ain't learn, I feel that we'll come 
we could do what we need to do. All and right. that's all. Cool, cool. Well, we appreciate that. Appreciate that. Aya, you got your hand raised? Yes. Yeah. I I think um I think they need to know the history behind that only because you not really gonna teach them the business asset aspect of it because they don't they they don't have a lot of morals or a lot of directions so if you tell them where they come from and let them get mad about why they like they are then they are want to change the way they are and then you can teach them the business strategy of the th of of it that's how i that's how i feel about it okay i feel like uh, the emotion i'm sorry but business no, business is not work off emotions even bringing them back to right whatever that's just making them emotional but when any of these white people or wealthy people they're not even emotional it's, it's strictly about business. If they're doing it about business, we could be emotional all they want. They, they, they get rich off our emotions. So I don't know about, I mean, it's cool to let them know the history, but okay, what happened back then? It is happening back there, but they're doing it a different way. But I don't think about just standing in the past gonna help us in the future. That's what I say, but I mean, it's different things. Right, right, right. Um. I I really I really believe that we are um, emotional beings. Period. In the story, okay. And just because we do good business, yeah, we may be successful, but we're not going to move the needle of our people if they don't know that they have they got to have hope. They don't think that they are worth it. They don't think they can do it. They don't think it's po possible. But if they do know their history, if they do know what ha has happened to them, that can give you motivation because you got to have motivation to move forward because you can have a big, good business strategy and things of that nature. But to, to get up every morning and make it happen, you got to have some drive to it. And that drive is is tied to emotion, right? And so it's it's a controlled emotion, and 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 it's a spirited way that you have to you have to use it, right? We've been misusing emotions. We have we can't disown emotions because we are emotional beings. So we just got to rechannel it and say, okay, now I'm gonna turn what they've done um, and how they've conditioned me. I see what they've done. But if I don't understand how I've been conditioned and, and what has been perpetuated against me, that's not going to give me no uh, uh, ability to rise above my, um, my circumstances. Because you're going to still run into the same problems that you have just because you got, you, you're a good businessman or a good businesswoman. You are still some people gonna stop because of the color of your skin and they ain't gonna want to do business with you. But with the blockchain technology, it takes the color of the skin out of the equation uh, for the most part because you don't have your identity don't have to be revealed. Yeah. Unless uh -oh. you want to be revealed. 
Yeah, and I think emotions, okay, it might do give you, but I agree on that. And the blockchain, everything was perfect. But I was thinking, like, because you're emotional about something, it's, it's, it's within you to do it, to be a good businessman. It's not because you do good business, which it is, but it's like a all around change. It's like an all around mindset. So you got to, you could feel it some type of way, but if you ain't motivating yourself to, I, I want to be better. I can know all about the slavery and all that, what happened to us, but it takes yourself, it takes yourself to be motivated to, to get out of bed early. I don't think it's because oh, we were slaves. Everybody know we were slaves and we was mistreated. And that still don't make nobody really move or, or change anything. It takes within themselves to motivate themselves. And, and, and once you lay down foundation, like, okay, this how you do it for them to follow, that will motivate them, I think. Instead of just talking about over yeah, racial, you gotta part. have a plan. You definitely got to have a plan, and you did. You definitely just to get them excited because we've been we've been there, right? Been there, done that, and we still haven't moved the needle. Okay, Black Lives Matter. We know that um, was a very emotional driven movement, but the the level of um, African Americans still under poverty is it has not changed. Right. So we know that emotional emotions only won't do it, won't solve the problem. Right. And so I'm 100 uh, percent in agreement with that. Um, however, we have to have a vision and to really have an accurate vision. You got to know where, where you come from and what gives you the uh, audacity to believe that, hey, I can do this i can have this this is my birthright to be profitable but you're talking about dealing with people that don't, haven't seen nothing um but poverty all their lives and you're trying to take me out of poverty what makes you think that i'm going to listen to you um and believe that i can do it show them the way lead by example We'll talk, I'm because I'm from I'll be around all that, so I know, like, okay, this telling me about happening that's not oh, it's messed up, but it's gonna be like, oh, I know I gotta do good for my people. It might move for some people, but it's not gonna move the majority of the people because okay, they want to do something, but then they don't know what to do, you know what I mean? They don't know how to come out of it, so that's why I'm saying when we do get the churches to move on, if we teaching what America is about in this business and they get good on a business to be a good businessman you got to be an all-around kind of guy you it's just not easy to be a good businessman you actually got to mold yourself build yourself up to that so with that come discipline you know what i mean intelligent and reading books stuff like that so all that's gonna mold them to be a good businessman and a good person so if we get a lot of black businessmen of course this part this company might want no man don't mess with us because our color but we so powerful that they gotta let us in some kind of way. Somebody gonna mess with us, you know. So that's why I think just like if we go in teaching business and we could put our history in it too, maybe that'll help people more go even harder. But I don't know. I just think we should, I mean, we I all think level, we should, you know, we publicize business because that's what America's all about. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Definitely, we're we're definitely. Our, our whole thing is to get our people on the blockchain and do business on the blockchain, earn money on the blockchain. Okay, so that's that's the vehicle that we are using 
to um, motivate people to do what we need them to do, right? And we want them to use our blockchain. Um, we want to help them create their own blockchain. We want we want to be in that that um, it, that agent that will propel them to do business better, right? And it makes sense. It makes sense. And this is where the world is going. Um, and I agree that um, education alone about our Black history won't motivate a lot. But when I, I believe that it can provide some hope and hope, hope is what will keep you when all things don't go right. It's like, hey, I have, I have a hope that I can do this. And like you said, lead by example and show them that, hey, you know what? Our past, our, our past people did this in spite of what was going on. You can do this as well. You can see an example, you know, from history that, hey, this has been done. Then I, I'm more apt to say, yeah, I can do this. Right? If this is possible because we've made strides and we, we've done things. Um, that that against all odds to take us to that next level. So uh, we as a people, we have to, I believe, do a combination of that and do all the above. Um, we have to be business-minded and learn how to do good business and be that person. But like you said, you gotta you gotta change as an individual. To, to be able to compete at a uh, a global level. You're not going to come with a shabby business model and plan and, and think that you're going to move the needle, especially of the masses of uh, African people, people of African descent or um, on a lower socioeconomic stance. So um, it's going to take all that and more, and a part of it will... We have to tap into it. We're, we're emotional beings, so we got to tap into that. So it's going to have to be a, uh, a form of charismatic movement um, to to get us uh, engaged. Because when the fire is burning, people going to want to see what, what what's going on with the fire. <laughs> what, what's, this, what's this smoking over here? What's this burning up over here? And so we have to create that. Um, but I, I understand where you're coming from and, uh, I'm, I'm in agreement that, um, emotions only and history only won't change it. But what we're doing, we're creating a plan that we're not going to only show them. I mean, only talk about, uh, the past, but we're going to show them the past and then show them how they can use what has been done to them to their advantage. One of the things that I read yesterday to you all that um, it talked about how the adversity is a uh, there's an adverse uh, reaction to an opportunity. Right. So if you've been through adversity, there's an opposite side of that is an opportunity. Like they say, it's two sides to every coin. Right. And so if, if the adversity that we've been through is a sign of. Um, the the opportunities that's afforded us, and um, we we got a great opportunity before us, right? And we, but we can't ignore the opposition, and we can't ignore um, the adversary and the things that we've been through. And we need to use that fuel 
to to keep and and propel us is like, yeah, we're going. Hey, hey, I can't be stopped. I won't be stopped. Right. And so let me go. I got to get in this meeting. Uh, but before I go, is there any other questions, comments, thoughts? Um, we, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess is she still on? Did she leave? Did she I have think to get on? Is she gone? Yeah, okay. she gone. Go ahead. Okay. Um, um can you leave um leave your um leave the thing on so we can have a meeting? Yes, 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 yes. I'm gonna try to figure out how to how to mute it. Um yeah, I can do that. Or switch it over, um, and have dad the I'll, host. I'll make you yeah, I'll make you the host. That's what I'll do. And then, then I can leave. Or well, make dad. I think he he the one gonna show us some stuff. Okay. He's not. He's not on the call. He ain't on the call. No, he he got kicked off early, I believe. Uh, so, oh, okay. Okay. So we don't need it. So you don't need it. Do you need me to leave the meeting on? I guess not if he left the call already. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, we love you guys. We'll see you at the top. See you at the top. Uh, see you at the top.